Cast out devils and lay hands on the sick. If you are not obeying him, you better act quick. He is coming back and we will all give a report. So obey Jesus so you don't come up short. All right, everybody, welcome back to our live broadcast here. Thursday, January 4th, 2024. My name is Shannon Davis, the Omega Man, if you're here for the first time. Our website, omegamanradio.com. While you're there at that website, look around. Uh, consider signing up for our Substack account. I use that as like an email blast. I don't send out too many emails. It's very important. We'll send out an alert. Uh, but we've got it as a backup if all else fails worked pretty good for us and no censorship over there. Uh, unlike some of the other platforms that I've been on that actually have deleted my account back in the Trump uh, election days, lost a MailChimp account. Can you believe they canceled me because I said, pray for Trump, uh, the presidency's in danger of an uh, election steal. They deleted me. Well, many more have done worse than that to others like Alex Jones and you know the stories that I do. But um, I was looking for a platform that we could use and not have to worry about having our legs cut off. And that is MailChimp. Uh, not MailChimp, it's uh, Substack. It's running really good. And the other thing is they, uh, you know, they share with me uh, all the email addresses. So unlike some companies out there, they won't do that. Well, that you collect you know, with their social media platform. <clears throat> Excuse me. So... Um, we're on Substack. Sign up for that. Uh, also, we have an app at Podbean. If you like to use apps, that has all of our programs that we're uploading. You can also go to our MP3 archive from any computer. You know, I don't use apps as much as I would uh, a computer URL to listen to a program. But um, it's there for you if you want to do that. Um, I'm still old school. I prefer a uh, desktop or a laptop, and I used a laptop for the first several years of Mega Man Radio, and then when I, we got situated here, I put a, uh, a desktop in here, put three screens, and I'm old school again. Got three screens. That's the only way to fly. Okay. There we are. That's just me. Well, um, so go to that website, peruse it. You'll find uh, links to... Podbean, and from there you're going to see about a dozen other places that are picking up the show through the RSS feed. Now, if you have an attention span more than two minutes, and you can make it on down through that page, you're going to find some video games at the bottom. For the old school gamer in you, I got Pac-Man down there, got Asteroids, Missile Command, all provided by Atari Games. Enjoy. Enjoy. 
and AARP. <laughs> they put them up there for the retired folk who are bored, and uh, they even give you uh, solitaire. But uh, I may be retarded sometime, but I'm not retired. There is no retirement in the army of the Lord. Do I hear an amen? Praise God. And I'm far from being a senior citizen. Years ago, though, I went into a place and the guy said, uh, do you want the senior citizen discount, sir? And I was offended. I was only like 30, 38 or 40. It was because of my gray hair. But I fixed that. Well, here we are. Uh, we're going to get into God's Word here. And I had to mark my place, make sure we're going to the right place tonight. So we're going to be tonight at 1 Samuel 8. Sounds like there's some commotion downstairs with baby Wheatus, Jemima Wheatus. Okay. She was letting her opinions be known. 1 Samuel 8, Matthew 21. That's where we're going to be tonight. Um, Pray for me. There is a high possibility that I'm going to get a plane, plane ticket, come back to America for the first time since I left the country in 2016, left my homeland. Pray for me. If it's God's will, it'll happen. If not, if he doesn't want me to do it or I'm in danger, then shut it down. But I'm going to try to get up there. My goal is to get up to the Hegwish Men's Conference, which is going to be held at uh, Hegwish Baptist Church in Highland, Indiana. Now, this is for men. And they do that once a year. And then three times a year, they have the whole family conference. So I encourage everybody to come out to the family conference. But men of God out there, if you want to come up to um, Hegwish, January 25th to the 28th, they're going to be holding a conference. Get more information by going to hbcdeliverance.org, January 25th to the 28th. Let me just check when that starts. That's the 25th, so that's going to be... Yep, it starts a Thursday night. That's what they've, they've done for years. Pastor Michael Thier will open up the service. I was sitting there. First conference I went to. And uh, there weren't a lot of people there Thursday night. Usually they start coming in on Friday morning. But there was a lady. I was at the family workshop, I think it was in October 2010. And there was a lady sitting across the uh, church on the other side. And as he, Pastor Michael began to preach uh, and talk about Satan had lost his beauty in the fall. The lady went full on demonized. Demon surfaced and her eyes rolled back in her head and her head began to bob around and, and the demon said, don't talk about him like that. I knew I was in for an exciting weekend and boy, it got exciting. You will have a blast out there. If you don't believe demons exist, come out to Hegwish. They will be there. Live and in color. And it might be you that they're manifesting out of, or me. We shall see. You never know what may be lurking, and that's the place to get them out. Because there's capable help to deliver in the name of Jesus. We'll grab your leg if need be. Cast that demon out. Might have to grab my leg. Who knows? So they have, uh, that's Thursday night, Friday. Um, they show some Win Worley videos on a big screen, and that's all day. And you can walk around and have coffee and go to the book room and make friends and fellowship afterglow. 
Then Saturday, they begin the speakers. And Saturday, they'll have speakers. Friday night, they have speakers too, excuse me. And then uh, Saturday, speakers. Then Saturday night is the big mass deliverance. And Sunday morning, they have the one worldly music uh, sermon, more deliverance, fellowship, late night eating at the local restaurant, make some, tell some great stories, make some great friends, real fellowship for the men of God out there. And then, of course, three times a year, the whole family can come out and do the family workshop. Now, there will be some ladies that are up there. They come up with their husbands, but it's a, it's a men's fellowship. Um, they talk about men's topics in this particular one just once a year. It's a summit every January. And uh, I think they, they will have uh, uh, lunch there for the people on Saturday at lunch. And then it'll be a great time. Uh, if you can't attend, you can still partake of the thing on Zoom, which is pretty cool. So anybody in the world can be part of it. I just haven't been since 2011. I need to get back to the States, get my driver's license and or an ID card. It's It's been so long since I, uh, I've had one, and I need to renew that. Take care of some other business. Um, see some fam. But um, if I can pull it off, by the grace of God, I'm going to try to be there. No guarantees, though. So don't uh, plan on going up there just uh, to meet me. If you want to do that, be glad to meet you. Shake your hand, give you give you a love hug. But um, if I can do it, I'm going to do it. But irregardless, if you want to make that conference, it will be the trip of your life. Encourage you to get up there, January January 25th to the 28th. Now it will be cold up there, may snow. It snows up there in Indiana this time of year, and it did when I was there. So you fly into Chicago if you got to fly in. Um. And Highland, Indiana is about an hour away. I've driven up there two or three times and um, had a blast. they got little hotels all around there, Motel 6. they got other ones that are nicer even. Cracker Barrel, plenty of place to eat and stay. And uh, who knows what may happen. I may be able to get in there. I'm going to try. I really am serious about it. So be in prayer for me. A uh, little bit nervous about leaving the family behind here. But I think I'll be okay, and they'll be fine. And um, I need to get some stuff done, so this is the time probably to do it. Okay, more on that as I know it, but hbcdelivers.org if you want to check that out. Okay, um, we're going to go into the Word. Father Yehovah, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we thank you for this opportunity to read your Word, speak your Word. We invite the Holy Spirit to come. This is the day that you have made, Yahovah, we shall rejoice and be glad in it. Our Father, Yahovah, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us of our trespasses, as we forgive those who have trespassed against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine art the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Forgive us of all our sins, known and unknown, back to the very first thought, word, deed, gesture, and action. God, you said in all our ways, acknowledge you, and you will direct our paths. I'm acknowledging you tonight for myself. And I'm sure there's others that are doing the same. We need your direction. You're the boss. 
We're asking that you would open up the right doors that you want us to go through and close doors that we shouldn't walk through. Have your way. If it's meant for me to get back to America this time, give me a green light and peace. If not, God, shut it down. I don't need to be outside of your will. None of us do. We ask that you bless everybody that's tuning in. In Jesus Christ's name, invite the Holy Spirit of God to come and teach us this word, Holy Spirit. We need your help. Give us wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Also, in the name of Jesus Christ, Satan, we put you on notice that we're attacking you with the sword of the Lord tonight. The word of God. The sword of the Spirit, rather. We ask for the sword of the Lord also to smite you. And we bind every demonic force that would come against any of us. Try to stop these programs. We bind you, demons. We can loose the judgments of God on you to hit you in Jesus Christ's name. And we put you on notice. We're going to put you to the sword, demons. This year, in 2024, we're recovering all. And we are going to hold you to the word that says, when the thief is caught, he must give back sevenfold. Satan, we want sevenfold back what you have stolen. We demand it. In the name of Jesus Christ, according to his word, we bind you and rebuke you and loose the judgments of God against every wicked spirit. Tuning in worldwide. In Jesus Christ's name. Father God, surround us with warrior angels. We plead the blood of Jesus over every one of us. We bind every demon that would try to stop someone from getting here that needs to be here. We command those demons to loose them. In Jesus Christ's name, we also rebuke the death angel spirit of sickness and infirmity and superflu. We bind you and rebuke you and command you to loose people or their family members who are represented by people tuning in today that may be sick. Quoting my own mother, God, touch your body. In Jesus' name, amen. First Samuel chapter 8. And it came to pass, when Samuel was old, that he made his sons judges over Israel. Now the name of his firstborn was Joel, or Joel, and the name of his second, Abiah. They were judges in Beersheba. And his sons walked not in his ways, but turned aside after lucre. Money. And took bribes. Lucre, another word for money. There's filthy lucre, we've heard that term and perverted judgment they took bribes and perverted judgment God is not pleased with that that's an abomination if I recall one of the worst sins that you can do when it says an abomination unto God he doesn't like it he despises those that take bribes and pervert judgment so someone wanted the judgment to go their way so here, here Abia, Joel let me give you some money Apparently, this is sad. Then all the elders of Israel gathered themselves together and came to Samuel unto Ramah, said unto him, Behold, thou art old, and thy sons walk not in thy ways. Now make us a king to judge us like all the nations. You say, how could that happen to Samuel's sons? Well, how does it happen to any minister's sons or daughters? And we hear it all the time where they have not followed in the ways of their father or mother that have been serving the Lord. It happens. Just because you're raised in a Christian family, maybe even a pastor's kid, that doesn't mean that you're going to live 
holy to the Lord. My mother and uncles and aunts were all pastor's kids. So was my father and uncles at one time. My grandfather, uh, Davis, also entered the ministry. They all had issues. I was a pastor's grandkid. Believe me, I had my issues. And I knew better than to do some things that I did at various times in my life. But praise God, I am thankful for my heritage and my roots. It's a godly heritage. I'm thankful for that. And I came back because of a praying grandmother and I repented of my sins. The Lord forgave me. And I'm doing my best to serve the Lord. Sometimes I falter. But praise God for Jesus, we can repent. But this was a serious thing. These two sons, they knew better, but yet they they didn't live holy. Israel's angry now. The elders have come to Samuel. Something's got to change here. Thy sons, walk not in thy ways. Thou make us a king to judge us like all nations. But the thing displeased Samuel. When they said, give us a king to judge us. Samuel knew that wasn't the way God wanted it. Samuel prayed unto Yahovah. And Yahovah said unto Samuel, Hearken unto the voice of the people and all that they say unto thee. For they have not rejected thee, but they have rejected me, that I should not reign over them. Think about that. It was not God's intent to establish kings and governments to rule over nations, secular governments, that is. That was not his plan. His plan was for the nation to be judged by righteous judges appointed by him and his his prophets, his priests. In this case, the prophet Samuel was a judge in the land. Samson was a judge. We see others that judge the land. Um, Deborah was a judge. Sometimes there was more than one judge. Sometimes they acted as circuit judges. They travel around and judge different cities. But this is really important. People rejected God's plan. They said, we want a king. Like the other nations. So God says, they have not rejected thee, but they have rejected me, that I should not reign over them. Folks, who do you and I want to reign over us? We want to reign over ourselves? You want Obama to be your judge? Trump? Now, we have presidents, understand that. That's the order of the day. It's the way things are now. And I would like to see Trump win, but still, if I had my choice, we don't want any of that, do we? We'd like to have a righteous judge. Not these wicked court judges and wicked senators and congressmen that are bribed and bought out by the communist Chinese and hook and crook. Sometimes there were hookers. Like that dude out in California that had one called uh, Feng Feng, 
who was a Chinese uh, spy, sleeping with him to get government secrets. She, interestingly enough, was killed in a controlled air crash, taken down one of these jumbo jets, commandeered by remote, nosedived into the forest over there in China. You can see it. Literally nosedive all the way down, destroyed her. Let me get back on point here. Well, be careful what you ask for. You might be granted that wish. And uh, could be your destruction, folks, or mine. Be careful. Judgment is coming. They have rejected me that I should not reign over them. According to all the works which they have done since the day that I brought them up out of Egypt, even unto this day, wherewith they have forsaken me and served other gods, so do they also unto thee. Now therefore hearken unto their voice. Howbeit yet protest solemnly unto them, solemnly, and show them the manner of the king that shall reign over them. But hey, so they can't come back and and whine later. Tell them what's going to happen if they do it. If they still want this king, well, it's on them. We shall see what it's going to mean for them to have a king. It's going to cause a lot of trouble. And Samuel told all the words of Jehovah unto the people that asked of him a king. And he said, This will be the manner of the king that shall reign over you. He's going to prophesy. He will take your sons and appoint them for himself, for his chariots, and to be his horsemen. Some shall run before his chariots. He's going to, he's going to draft them into his army. In other words, and he will appoint them, him captains over thousands and captains over fifties and will set them to ear his ground. He's going to have some slave labor. He's going to compel them to work his fields and to reap his harvest and to make his instruments of war and instruments of his chariots. And he will take your daughters to be confectionaries. They're going to be called up to bake him cakes and pies and serve as his cooks and to be his cooks. There we go. And to be his bakers. Oh, make him sweet, dainty things. Cook his food, bake his bread. And he will take your fields and your vineyards and your olive yards, even the best of them, and give them to his servants. That's what happens a lot of times in wars in the old days. You would conquer a land, conquer a people and a country, and you would parcel out choice parcels of land to the lords underneath you as uh, their bounty and trophy. He will take your manservants, excuse me, uh, and he will give them to his servants, and he will take the tenth of your seed and of your vineyards and give to his officers and to his servants. And he will take your men servants and your maid servants and that your goodliest young men and your asses and put them to his work. And he will take the tenth of your sheep and ye shall be his servants. 
you've seen these movies about uh, the days in England, when, days of the kings, and and how they could do what they wanted to do. Some of them could even sleep with your some of the their lords that worked underneath them. Could even uh, sleep with your fiance before you got married. There's a Latin term for that. seen the Patriot movie and these other movies. What was the big one with Mel Gibson? Um, excuse me, folks. Had to come back, son. I'm talking. I'm doing a program. I forget the name of the program, but where he played that um, Scottish, he was a Scottish warrior fighting against England. You know, you see what these people do. It's like Robin Hood, you know. You got the high sheriff. They take your lands, take your sons, take your daughters, burn your house down, nothing you could do about it. Raid your house for food stores, take your horse. What's good about any of this? I would be backing up. Say, no, no, we, we made a mistake, sir. We don't want that. He's telling them. So there's no excuse. But they get what's coming to them. And ye shall cry out in the, that day because of your king, which he shall have chosen you, and Yehovah will not hear you in that day. Folks, we can push the Lord a little too far in our time and get to the point he won't hear us either if we continue in rebellion against him. It would be like the old saying, well, the chicken's going to come home to roost. Lie in the bed you made. We don't want to push God that far. He's a merciful God. Long-suffering, not wishing any should perish, but we can push him too far. And you can take it too far Till one day the spirit comes out of your body. You've waited one day too late. We have denied the Holy Ghost who has been beckoning us to come and repent. We said, no, not today. I want to do it my way. I don't want to be in church. I want to be over here in the club. I don't want to do it God's way and wait to marriage. I want to go ahead and have my man tonight or have my woman outside of marriage. No, I'm going to continue to do these drugs and we can bust hell wide open. Spirit leaves the body it's over with. We'll be judged. The books are closed. It's put down your pencil. The test is over. Pass them to the front. Be over with. Then God has to judge us. And we'll have no excuse. Because we rebelled against the Lord. We said no to him. He won't force you and I to say yes. Sadly, many people have said no. And they're thinking about their bad mistake. And they're in a place called hell. And there's nothing they can do to change they're never getting out except for the great white throne judgment to be thrown in the lake of fire too late for them do not wait till it's too late to repent and serve the Lord his way is always the best way our ways usually doesn't work out too well you shall cry out in that day 
because of your king, which he shall have chosen you, and Yahovah will not hear you on that day. Nevertheless, the people refused to obey the voice of Samuel. What's that tell you? Stiff-necked. Rebellious. I want my way. You're wrong. And they said, Nay, no, but we will have a king over us, that we, may, that we also may be like all the nations, that our king may judge us, and go out before us and fight our battles. They didn't want to seek the Lord. They didn't want to wait on the Lord and renew their strength. And Samuel heard all the words of the people, and he rehearsed them in the ears of Yehovah. And Yehovah said to Samuel, Hearken unto their voice, and make them a king. And Samuel said unto the men of Israel, Go ye, every man, unto his city. Folks are in some serious trouble now. Okay, so be it. You're going to get your request answered, is what he's saying. Now we're going to go to Matthew. Chapter 21. Matthew 21. Coming up top of the hour, King Rand. Welcome aboard Raymond and Jens and others tuning in. And when they drew nigh unto Jerusalem and were come to Bethphage, unto the Mount of Olives, then Jesus, then sent Jesus two disciples, saying unto them, Go into the village over against you, and straightway ye shall find an ass tied, and a colt with her. So that's a donkey, right? And a colt young horse loose them and bring them unto me and if any man say anything to you ye shall say the Lord hath need of them straightway he will send them all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet saying tell ye the daughter of Zion behold thy king cometh unto thee meek and sitting upon an ass and a colt the foal of an ass and the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them. What is the definition of a foal? You're going to find some words like I do that I'm not always clear on. When do we ever get to the point where we shouldn't continue to expand our vocabulary? How many people are adding new words to vocabulary? Probably not many of us. What's wrong with adding some more words? We should ever be learning. A foal is a young horse or related animal. It could be a young horse, donkey, pony, or a mule. What is the difference between a colt and a foal? Okay, the term colt describes young male horses and is not to be confused with foal, which is a horse of either sex less than one year of age. It's a yearling. A young female horse is called a filly. And then a mare, once she is an adult animal. Okay, it's a young male horse then. You will find an ass tied and a colt with her. It's a young male horse. 
Okay, so sitting upon an ass and a colt, the foal of an ass. I may still be confused here. <laughs> okay, it's all right. And the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them and brought the ass and the colt, okay, and put on them their clothes and they set him thereon. And a very great multitude spread the gar- their garments in the way. Others cut down branches from the trees and strawed them in the way. And the multitudes that went before and that followed cried, saying, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he was coming to Jerusalem, all the city was moved, saying, Who is this? And the multitude said, This is Jesus, the prophet of Nazareth of Galilee. And Jesus went into the temple of God and cast out all them that sold and bought in the temple and overthrew the tables of the money changers and the seats of them that sold doves and said unto them, It is written, My house shall be called the house of prayer. But ye have made it a den of thieves. Now if you don't know what a money changer is, uh, at any port of entry, especially as you're flying from one country to the next, you're going to see at the airports money changers. And many times in any tourist town, you're going to find money changers. Whether you're going to Mexico and you want to change pesos into dollars or you're flying over here to Indonesia, they don't take dollars, by and large. Well, some will, but you might not get a good exchange rate back. Uh, just on the street to buy things. But the money changers do. And they'll have their posted exchange rate, what they're buying dollars for, what they're selling dollars for. What, they'll have them in you know, a dozen different currencies. Yen, Chinese, uh, yuan, yuan uh, British pounds, euros dollars, Malaysian ringgit, Indonesian rupiah, Indian rupees. And you know, you come and you got some cash and you want to get low currency, go to the money changer. Here I'd like to I'd like uh to um, convert this over into Indonesian rupees. Rupiah, excuse me. Rupiah. And uh, you give them the, the money, they take a small commission, and they give you back the local currency. And then vice versa, when you leave the country, you probably don't want to carry that foreign currency back, unless you're a coin collector. You want to give one of the bills or a coin to your son or daughter. So you just go back up to the money changer at the airport, bam, convert it back into your local currency. Well, Jerusalem was a major commerce center. People coming in from all over the world. Trading, commerce, ministry, you name it. For a variety of reasons. And so, uh, there were money changers there. And uh, these people weren't in there to worship God. They were there to make money in their commission. And they had apparently tables set up in the house of God, the temple. What are they doing? And you may want to do a sacrifice, but they had a, the, the, they were selling doves? They're in the temple. 
What's going on here? God's not happy with this. Jesus says, My house, it is written, My house shall be called the house of prayer, but ye have made it a den of thieves. And the blind and the lame came to hit Jesus in the temple, and he healed them. And when the chief priests and scribes saw the wonderful things that Jesus did, and the children crying in the temple, and saying, Hosanna to the son of David, they were sore displeased. They were not happy campers. Hosanna, it's, a, it's an exclamation. Especially in biblical, Judaic, and Christian use to express adoration, praise, or joy. Hosanna. And I don't know what the Hebrew for that that was, but I'd like to do a word study on that. You know, what we're reading here in our English language is translated from Greek. And in all I could, that was translated originally from the Hebrew. Now, it's not a salvation doctrine. When you come across one of these words and you say, well, what is the etymology of it? And is there a deeper meaning to that word? But there is something to said about knowing the original language, you get more richness out of that word. And uh, we've got God's word in the English language when you read the King James Bible. You don't have to worry about it. We obey that word of God and we will make it to heaven. But uh, there are other levels of the word of God where the richer meaning and you get a little bit more of the backstory and understanding. Sometimes we have a name or a location and we don't understand the meaning of it. Sometimes the Word of God will de- define what a particular name was that given given to a child, for example. Of course, our late friend Peter Whiffen knew this very well, and he had a thing called the Names Amplification Bible that he did before he went home to be the Lord. And uh, I think we have a PDF copy of that. You need anything, Mom? Okay. So, point I want to make to you out there is that... Um, I believe that, uh, well, what I want to say is there seemed to be some research that the original New Testament was written in Hebrew. Not in Greek as we always thought. I'm not saying in its entirety, but it's very possible with the research coming out and the books that they're finding in the original Hebrew. And, uh, and then it was translated into Greek. That's a commerce language. And then we got it in, you know, our native tongues, English and German and Spanish and, you know, et cetera out there now. Um, and that's spe- specifically the case with the New Testament. The Old Testament, it's Hebrew to English. We've got the original Hebrew. That's intact. And uh, if you want to learn Hebrew, you can. Um, we lose a little bit in the translation from Hebrew to Greek to English. But it's not a salvation doctrine. It's just that um, some of the words could be Hebrewisms and they could be a little bit more difficult to translate into English language. And we may not have the whole context um, being Western Gentiles. I hope that hasn't confused anybody. But my Bible of choice is going to be the King James until Jesus comes back. 
It's a seventh in a long line of translations. It's God's Word in English, and you'll make it to heaven reading it. You don't have to worry about it being corrupted by these Bible societies that come out and think they're going to come up with something new to be the new white bread. The next best thing to white bread. Okay. So Jesus has healed the blind, the lame, the scribes and the chief priests are not happy with what they're seeing because they realize, hey, people are looking on him, not on us. And we can't do those things. He's putting us to shame over here. And they said unto him, Hearest thou what they say? And Jesus said unto them, Yea, have you ever read out of the mouth of babes and sucklings thou hast perfected praise? And he left them and went out of the city into Bethany, and he lodged there. Now in the morning, as he returned into the city, he hungered. I would be too. I'd be like, let's go down to Jesus. Let's go down here to Waffle House. I'm buying. I'm ready for some Cracker Barrel, Lord. Get me one of those old timers breakfast. Let's break some bread. We'll get some biscuits and cornbread with some real butter. Do I hear an amen out there, folks? Looking forward to coming back to America. I'm going to Cracker Barrel. Amen. And get me one of those waffles. I'll break my diet just for a Waffle House waffle for one day. He goes on to say, I'm hungry. Or he, he was hungry, rather. And when he saw a fig tree in the way, he came to it, found nothing thereon, but leaves only, and said unto it, Let no fruit grow on thee henceforward forever. He cursed the fig tree, because it wasn't bearing fruit. Folks, if you and I don't bear fruit, God will work with us for a while. But we're going to be cursed, plucked up and thrown into outer darkness where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. We are required to bear fruit or we're worthless to the Lord, every one of us. Let no fruit grow on thee henceforward forever. And presently the fig tree withered away and died. Gave up the ghost. And when the disciples saw it, they marveled, saying, How soon is the fig tree withered away? Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, If ye have faith and doubt not, Ye, talking to the whole group, talking to us. Ye shall not only do this which is done to the fig tree, but also if ye shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, it shall be done. And all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing ye shall receive. Think about that one for 2024. What are you going to believe for this year? In faith. And when he was coming to the temple, the chief priest and the elders of the people came unto him as he was teaching and said, By what authority doest thou these things? And who gave thee this authority? They're confused. They've never seen anything like this. They're astonished. And Jesus answered said unto them, I also ask you one thing, which if ye tell me, I in likewise will tell you by what authority I do these things. The baptism of John. Whence was it? Where did it come from? From heaven or of men? And they reasoned with themselves, saying, Hmm, 
if we shall say from heaven, he will send us, why did ye not then believe? But if we shall say of men, we fear the people. For all hold John as a prophet. His word was cutting them to the bone. Discerning soul from spirit. And they answered Jesus and said, We cannot tell. And he said unto them, Neither tell I you by what authority I do these things. He got them. But what think ye? A certain man had two sons. And he came to the first and said, Son, go work today in my vineyard. And he answered and said, I will not. But afterward he repented and went. He, he changed what he was doing and he went. Made a change. And he came to the second and said likewise. And he answered and said, I go, sir. And went not. Whether of the two, the twain, did the will of his father? Which one of them? They say unto him, the first. Jesus saith unto them, Verily I say unto you, that the publicans and the harlots go into the kingdom of God before you. For John came unto you in the way of righteousness, and ye believed him not, but the publicans and the harlots believed him. And ye, when ye had seen it, repented not afterward, that ye might believe him. Here another parable. There was a certain householder which planted a vineyard, and hedged it round about, and digged a winepress at it, and built a tower, and let it out, to the husbandman and went into a far country. Ninety seconds. And when the time of the fruit drew near, he sent his servants to the husbandman that they might receive the fruits of it. And the husbandman, those that were in care of his vineyards, says, And the husbandman took his servants and beat one, killed another, and stole another. Wow. And he sent other servants more than the first, and they did unto them likewise. But last of all, he sent unto them his son, saying, They will reverence my son. And when the husbandmen saw the son, they said among themselves, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him, and let us seize on his inheritance. They caught him and cast him out of the vineyard and slew him. When the Lord therefore of the vineyard cometh, what will he do unto those husbandmen? They say unto him, He will miserably destroy these wicked men, and will let out his vineyard unto another husbandman, which shall render him the fruits in their seasons. Jesus saith unto them, Did ye ever read in the scriptures the stone which the builders rejected? The same has become the head of the corner. This is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Ten seconds. Therefore say unto you, The kingdom of God shall be taken from you and given to a nation bringing forth the fruits thereof. He didn't say the land given the people as a possession. He's talking about the kingdom of God now. And of course, later, the door for reconciliation is opened up. It's the mystery of Christ and he brings them back. But at this moment, he says, The kingdom of God shall be taken from you and given to a nation bringing forth the fruits thereof. It means the gospel is going to be opened up to the world, to the Gentiles. And whosoever shall fall on this stone shall be broken, but whomsoever it shall fall, it will grind him to powder. Folks, we need to fall on the 
the mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ and let him break us and do it willingly not resist him and then he come and have to destroy us of course there's no ultimate destruction it's just being thrown to be alive in torment and the flames of the lake of fire for eternity for those who think well if I just die bam it'll be over with in a few seconds I won't remember anything nope you'll be wide awake feel every bit of it whomsoever shall fall on this stone shall be broken but on whomsoever it shall fall it will grind him to powder but when the chief priests and the Pharisees had heard his parables they perceived that he spake of them when they sought to lay hands on him they feared the multitude because they took him for a prophet these people were going to kill him that were there witnessing this some of the scribes and the Pharisees and some of the priests they need to repent we need to repent Father God thank you for your word today forgive us of our sins help us to fall on you and be broken and you will build us back better than ever before in Jesus Christ's name amen folks thank you for tuning in now I'm going to save this program we've got King Ran Ritchie coming up in just a moment I'm going to uh, set up for our program actually what I'd like to do is uh, very quick go to song we'll be right back 